Hello. You are listening to The Red Line on the Ink and Virtue Network. Episode 9, Coffin of My Making. There are a handful of things a person notices first when they're in the red line. First, there's the lack of oxygen. I've trained all my life, with flesh grown from an aborted corpse, modified to withstand even the most rigorous of conditions, but even this altitude challenges me. The second thing is the silence. No animal, insect, or any sign of life besides the thrum of my reanimated heart is to be heard. It is only the soft sound of gravel underfoot, the boom of the storm, and the pittering of the rain that accompanies my lonely trek. Thirdly comes the strain of one's muscles, searing, sulking, settling with the fact that I have made bedfellows with my discomfort. I can hardly run for nearly every step is dogged with razor stones waiting to slash through my shoes. The mountains, a blasted furnace with only a tuft of reedy grass here or there, rises and descends in such a manner that traversing one mile takes the time of four. I travel up. I switch back down, though the way forward is net rising. I pass withered forests of what once might have been trees now petrified to short, stocky rocks. I cross stream beds, the water a murky gray. I pull my survival suit closer, but the thick material can never quite keep the cut of the wind without. The first night, I make camp in a shallow aglow, sheltered from the always draining skies. Sleep comes fitfully, and it is sometime in the early hours of the morning I wake from a frenzy of dreams. My hands quiver, undoing the sleeping sack that doubles as my tent. A short breakfast, cold from a stasis can, and then I'm on my way. Following the map and compass, step by step, coming ever closer to the crash and my freedom. The second day brings more of the same. I can feel the radiation burning within me, like a fire slithering through my veins. I am slowing. I remember to take the rad meds. One injection later, and the buzz in my head seems to settle. Just enough to keep moving forward, though it does nothing to stop the thin drops of scarlet falling from my nose. Travel continues on, wet, draining, and uneventful. I leap into a cover, a small gully, watching as a white pixelated scanning line traces the place I had been almost a second ago. The husk taker approaches, and I press myself into the hollow of a long dead log. 
The sound is muffled, but to me, it is as loud as the gong at the bell app. I slither backwards as it comes closer, beeping, whirring, its weapons clicking into place. I feel something solid against the back of my foot, but I'm so squished in this log I can hardly move. If it finds me, where will I go? I can't even get the gun out. Shit! Shit, Chrome Dome idiot! Everyone surely has felt it, right? The moment they realize they put themselves in their coffin? Closer. Closer. I squeeze my eyes shut, my head practically pounding within, my breath held tight in my lungs. at the setting of the sun, a faded dollop of light mired in a roll of gray and black clouds that I finally see it, scattered. A metallic wreckage litters the land, a pummeled line driven in the scorched ground from the impact of the vehicle. I shake partly in relief, and partly because I can't get the image of what I had found in that log with me. A figure dressed in pilot oranges. The skin about the skull shriveled like melted plastic, the body dotted with bullet wounds, each puncture the size of my fist. Immediately, I rush to the base of that cliff, intent on getting out of this alive. Free. The area is easy enough to find, still protected in their bubble canisters. I pack up what survived the crash into my bag, and then I see it. Under the curving hull of the ship, in a hollow, just out of the rain, I see a white, human-length tube, scorched, dented, dinged, and splattered with muck. I instantly recognize the hive chamber. Approaching, I see that it is somehow still intact, the life-saving plasma waters within still structured, still preserving the life. I make to open it, but it becomes apparent it is mechanized and will require the booting up of the computer attached to its side. Licking my lips, I remember the husk taker, knowing full well that it will be drawn to the electrical impulse. Carefully, I watch the skies, and only then, only when I'm certain none of those drone war machines are nearby, do I boot it up. I mean to open it, to get the girl, sling her over my shoulders and run, but nothing in her file is locked. And my eyes catch a word here, ghoul there. I can't help but test the limit. After all, what could one of the three amigos want with a little girl? <laughs> 